Hey everybody, it's Sally here. So I am a relationship coach and I have been for over 10 years. And the reason I'm so passionate about helping women not only untangle from toxic relationships, but thrive and heal afterwards is because I went through such a crazy time in my own life for many years dealing with toxic behaviors in relationships. And that came from my own childhood, really. I had a, a childhood where I, I did feel displaced and I grew up really feeling like if I could find a great relationship, then everything would be okay and I would be loved. But unfortunately, when you have that belief, you attract to your to you your own vibrational energy match. And so, of course, I would attract people that were, you know, um, the same energy wavelength, the same fears running through them, the same kind of situations, even though it wasn't apparent initially, they had their own stuff. And that's why together we played out those dramas. And if you are somebody that is um, familiar with toxic behaviors, then you know some, it's often not just one relationship. It tends to be a series of relationships you have until you make that decision that enough is enough, right? You sometimes have to go down a a path where you get hurt so much that you say, okay, what's going on inside of me that's attracting this into my life? And why am I staying here? Why am I accepting this for my life? But I want to just quickly touch on today, um, won't take too much time, about when I first recognized abuse, when I first recognized toxic. And it goes back a, a fair while ago when I was pretty young and I was separated from my partner at the time. I'd met him as a teenager. We had two children together and the relationship itself wasn't a toxic relationship. It was a fairly normal relationship. I was just way too young when I got married. So I basically um, decided that it wasn't working for me. Excuse me. And he felt the same. Not happily. He wanted to keep things going. But we broke up and we agreed that we were going to have the children every... He was going to have the children every second weekend. And I was going to pick them up at six. So one weekend I couldn't get there until 8.30. And I let him know that I was on a course and I wouldn't be able to pick them up until 8.30. Now, he had met somebody at that time who was not happy that he had a woman um, in his life that had kids with him. He was not happy that he was a father. Whole different story, and that's another podcast we can get into. But he basically turned around and said to me, no, you will be picking the kids up, or I won't be seeing the kids on the when it's my turn next, and who knows when I will see them. And this was such a shock to me for a variety of reasons. One, he was always a good dad. Two, I couldn't believe that there was a timeline timeline on when he would see the kids and not see the kids. And three, it felt as though my world was crashing down. I literally became frozen in fear. Now you may ask, why was I frozen in fear? Well, my own father was absent in my own life and I'd always wanted to make sure that my kid's father was in their life. So prior to before separating, we had agreed on this. We'd said, you know, he would always be there and he had gave me his word that he would never put the kids in between and it was going to be amicable. 
So when he then turned around to me and said, you know, no, I'm not going to pick them up. I just panicked. I went into a total freeze. I Sorry that I'm not going to be there for them if unless you pick, come and bring them back on time. So <clears throat> what happened was I was seeing a guy at the time who was in Melbourne for a weekend business trip himself. I rang him up and I was saying, Michael, please, can you come and get the kids? If I don't go and pick them up, he's not going to see them. And it was crazy. All this anxiety set off in, you know, inside of me. I was filled with worry for my kids. All I was thinking about was they need to see their dad. They need to see their dad. And I'm going to cut a very long story short. He did go back and pick up the kids from me, my boyfriend at the time. And that was that. Or so I thought. But what had happened in that moment, I had unknowingly given him permission to bully me around and it was going to be the start of an insane 10 years or more because so many things activated in that time within me, my own inner fears, my own inner child, and I felt pretty much helpless. And it would get to the point where he would start blackmailing me over child support that I would have to sign off um, child support um non-agency payment forms he would pay go and get the kids Christmas presents and then he'd want me to sign them off as um, payment as child support I know it's crazy right but the woman I was then I felt so insecure so disempowered I didn't feel I had a voice I didn't feel worthy I just didn't feel good enough and yes my heart was doing it from the right place as in I wanted my kids to see their dad but in retrospect I now know that it was the worst thing I ever could have done I literally became a victim in that moment because he had power over me and he really did. So the message from this quick podcast today is know your emotional boundaries, gorgeous ones. Know what you are willing and not willing to accept. Do not allow anybody to push you around, even if you feel that you're doing it for the right reasons, as in I was doing it for the kids. If your heart is telling you that something isn't right, that something isn't okay here, because mine was, I knew it wasn't okay what he was doing. I knew that I needed to stand up to him, but I felt powerless. And I don't have that family support in my own life where I felt I could, I was, I felt alone and, you know, disempowered. Of course, the person I am today would turn around and say, okay, well, I will be there at 8.30 because I can't get there sooner. And if you don't want to see your kids, then don't. And I know that that would be the most powerful thing I could do for me and my children because I am standing up to the bully and saying no. You see, this is how these toxic relationships can start. It's when we don't say no. It's when we don't stand up and speak our voice. We stay quiet or we go along with what they want. And it really is got to stop because I ended up in a couple of relationships after that that were really toxic. The great guy I was with at that time, we ended up breaking up and stayed friends. But for some reason, I then went and attracted a lot of, you know, a couple of relationships that were really toxic for me. And I know why that happened, but that's another podcast. But it's just so prevalent in our society where this toxic stuff is going on all the time and people don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So I say to anybody in a situation, speak up, get support here. Don't allow someone to push you around. Like, I wish I'd reached out to somebody and said, look, I'm in this situation. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? I didn't. I just did all what I could. 
and the guy I was with, I, I think he did say, I don't think this is the right thing, but he was loyal to me and just wanted to make me happy, I guess, and said, okay, I'll pick them up for you, but it wasn't the right thing. So that's my little message today, guys. Speak up, stand up, get support. Do not allow your partners, ex-partners to put your children as pawns in the middle and speak your truth. So I will leave that there. I was going to do a video on this actual on my YouTube and in my Facebook group, which I still may. Um, but yeah, speak up, guys. So have a great day and take care of yourself. And I will speak to you all soon with another intimate chat about some of my other personal experiences when it comes to abusive toxic relationships. Bye for now.